the big news this weekend. Daniel Cormier came face to face with a YouTube star, and the YouTube star is now trending on Twitter for fighting with Dana White, which I can't believe is something I get to say, which means it's time to prove, as always, fighting way easier from outside the cage, as is shit talking. Mm. I am your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raph Esparza. Raph, verbal tap, no better on display, as John Anik would say, than when <laughs> Jake Paul started roasting Dana White. Your thoughts? Okay, we need to get into this because the first thing that we need to bring up before we get to our guest is the fact that he really can't say too much about the Dana White situation. Oh, so this strict is kinda... gag order. Verbal tap legal yeah. is already like Gabe Green's attorney called. He's not mm-hmm. happy with the opening segment mm-hmm. and he won't participate, <laughs> but he will be there. Mm-hmm. But he is on the call and he is on the line. So those of you listening, hold for a second. It does beg the question, do we disagree more with the devil we know or the devil we're forced to know in the MMA community. We'll describe that in just a few seconds, but right now we've already previewed it. We've already said who's on the line. Welcome back to the show. One gifted Gabe green Gabe. I see you using a lot of filters and it begs the question. Are you okay? Um, you know, for a moment, I, I, I didn't know if I was or not, but I think I found myself again. You know, so I, I, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm, I'm all right. I only got, I think, I think I'm here for like five more days. So mm-hmm. I see the light at the end of the tunnel and, and I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. Guys. You told us before we got on air that you feel a need, a duty, a, a calling to go through every filter that is on both the Instagram and I guess what could be the Snapchat at this point, I don't even know. You know, it's just technology is just so amazing these days, you know, and I'm just trying to take it all in as much as possible. Okay. Okay. Well, you're doing a good job because today I think you were both Miss Cleo and Britney Spears. So you (laughs) were very much putting in, Heavy work uh, to the point where when I sent Kevin a note to let him know what you were into today, I go, well, good news. Gabe's doing well. You, you know, what's a, and that that's like it, what, what got posted on for everyone to see is just a small sliver of what I actually did. You oh, know, it, it, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I've been pretty because I mean, usually usually I work out like all day. Right. And I try to work out as much as I can here, but you have to like schedule times to be on the bag and stuff like that. And then the bags are like all the back times are scheduled up. So like, Oh, I can't hit the bag today. And I try to become friends with other fighters here and be like, Hey, can I kind of like join your, your, your guys' workout. But you know, kind of weird. Cause people don't want me to like work, work out with them sometimes, you know, like if my guy might possibly fight their guy, then they're like, you know what? It's probably best if you don't train with me. I'm like, I understand. I understand. True, true, um, true. But do you think it's also well, because maybe not the whole you're going to fight their guy kind of a deal, but more so that they're just seeing your Instagram social medias and they go, you know what? I don't think I want to work out with this guy. What are you talking about? When people look at my Instagram, they're like, this guy's the life of the party. Invite him. Come my way. Um <laughs> Well, you know, when I saw so the Carlton dance, I said, okay, let's invite that guy. 14 filters later, when you then have butterflies <laughs> jumping out of the frame and then saying, like, you guys just need to live a blessed day is really what you need to do. I go, 
Um, Gabe's going deep into... This is even the dark web. This is the dark, dark web. You know what? You know what? Mm. I have... I have I have nothing to say to that really. Besides, <laughs> have you ever been Have you ever been quarantined, man? Stuff gets wild. Know, dude, I'm so sorry. Um, Kevin, I should mention this to you because you don't know this, um, but I actually saw Rich Leroy uh, this week. Whoa! And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I happened to bring up the fact I was like, you know, Rich, uh, on our show, you got brought up, and he was like, Oh, really? I was like, We had Gabe Green on. He's like, Oh, shit, man. I love that guy. And I was like, that's what he said about you. And he goes, that's <laughs> awesome. And then all of a sudden I go, but Kevin, however, mm, he tried to throw you under the bus, man. And, he, you know, all of a sudden you just hear Rich go, man, that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had a good laugh about that. But I told him, I was like, yo, Gabe, like, I like the fact. I was like, I didn't plan that part. I didn't think we were going to name drop you. And he just goes, dude, that's dope. He's like, I'm so glad that Gabe came on your show. Yeah. Well, Leroy's probably like, out of everyone, oh, shit, got my phone. Out of everyone who I've fought, I got to say, Leroy's probably the coolest one, straight up. I yep. would like to just now, issue yeah. a blanket public apology to mm. the Rich Leroy camp, just in case, mm. Raph, because uh, that response makes me nervous. Like, anger, it feels like they're processing it, but just that's disappointing. It's like, I'll get to that later. I don't like, you well, know, scarier. He was holding pads for me, and it wasn't like he was expressing his anger, but he kept telling me to hit it harder, like, as if I was going to do it for him. He'd be like, dude, fucking let it go. And I was like, oh, shit, he's just sort of saying Kevin. Anyway. When, when we're the opening act for the next Jake Paul MMA card, like the fourth <laughs> one is it's just you and I fighting with Gabe Green refing. No one wanted it. No one asked for it. it just happens. That That's fun. Good. Let's create a little scenario here. Let's say by proxy game. Winner gets Rogan. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say by proxy here, Gabe, that Jake Paul starts to talk trash about you. Do you take the DC route or is there a different variation that you would take to respond to one of the Paul brothers? I mean, if they if if they started talking shit about me, I mean, I, I would, it would it would just be simple. I'd just be like, well, let's fight them. You know, we wouldn't. I'm like, all right, handle your business. Let's go. Let's, let's find out what's up. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be all put uh, it Dylan Dennis and go find him and try to do pranks on each other and then get hit by what did they? He threw like toilet paper at him or some shit, right? Yeah, there was like a water balloon and then he was trying to throw something back. Like even describing it, it makes you want to vomit. So, Kev, did you I kind of find it sweet. It felt like they were flirting. <laughs> it didn't feel as angry as that normally does. It was like these two might like each other, and that's okay. <laughs> they are. They're, they're being so playful. You know, it's like I, I, I train a lot, and um, I'd have to go like out of my way and then miss, miss training to go do that. And um, so, so, no, I'm not going to do all that. I'd, I'd rather just, you know, stay in the gym and be like, all right, man, if you want to fight me, you know, I mean, you know, I, he doesn't have to like fight me in front of a bunch of people. So you're going to talk shit. Just come to the gym, sign a waiver. Raph, are yeah. you worried yeah. our friend spent a little too much time on the line here, secluded fighting, and he might now worry that's what everyone's doing? 
I'm getting a little nervous. Game's starting to get that, like, I've been at Guantanamo Bay for four years. What time is it? Vibe. Yeah. I'm just a little nervous. Well, the other thing is Gabe is helping someone else get ready to fight. So there's not even a cathartic release for him other than, you know, just making sure his boy is going to be all right this weekend. With Gabe fighting, there's the release of, oh, man, I fought somebody and now I'm good. So theoretical fights, I'm sure, don't feel great. Kev, did you at all hear what DC was saying about the Paul brother on air? I heard a little bit about the the anger because there was a brief moment where it was like he was talking to someone, but the mic was hot. And you could hear Joe being like, uh, <laughs> so bored with this. Because mm-hmm. Joe has that lovely counterculture of, like, I'm going to obviously talk to Jake Paul for an hour and 45 minutes um, <laughs> a year from now. But right now, I'm really fed up with him. He did the exacerbated let out. And I, you could hear it. Like, you could tell. And DC has that. He turns to a different voice when he's threatened. He's so happy when he's just talking about the fights. But as soon as someone's like, it's time to fuck you up. It's like, what? You could, there's a there's a wrestling terrifiedness to it. I bet Let his dad just, voice is good too. That's a side note. I'm sure it is. Let me describe to people in case you didn't know what was going on. Uh, there was a chant that happened, and the chant was "fuck Jake Paul." So people were yelling that out in the crowd because Florida crowd gonna Florida crowd. At which point, DC and Joe are kind of like, "What are they chanting?" And when they find out. That's what prompts DC to start saying, like, I tell you, he better not say anything about I will slap that boy. I will slap him. I will slap him right now. And on air, I know a confrontation is going to happen. But I know that this is wolf tickets. I know that DC is not going to slap him. Instead, what you got was a photo op. Now, why would you get a photo op? Hmm. I wonder what would happen here. Hmm. That's what it must be. Nothing happens except for this one thing, which is that Daniel Cormier goes on his broadcast today with Ariel Hwani and says, you know, if he's going to fight me, he's going to have to do it in MMA, which we all know not going to happen. But you know what's weird about it? It keeps that little door, that little crevice open just enough where you think to yourself, DC, do not even entertain this. But Drama Queen DC is 100% in because theatrics. That was disappointing. However, I think we're all on DC's side of, oh, yeah, you could beat up Ben Askren, but I don't think that's happening, bro. And if you did MMA, that would be fun to see, but he won't. Your thoughts, Gabe? Uh, I mean... It seems like every single fighter wants to fight him, and uh, and I don't really think it's because they're like, oh, like uh, someone needs to like humble him. It's more so like they just want a payday. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of sucks. But I mean, I mean, I, I mean, and and these guys are getting paid a lot of money, so I don't I don't really fault DC for it. You know, like ah, oh, yeah, let me get let me throw my hat in there too, because you know there's a lot a lot of money. Um, that's where the plot well, thickens, by the way. You get the money part is the we're going to mute you, Gabe. We already know you're yeah, you we can't, can't publicly Mm-mm. comment this as a top ranked ab fighter in your division and uh, a member of the UFC. The money part is where this gets a little extra traction. 
because Jake takes on Dana White next and starts calling out some things that we've talked about on this podcast and aren't unknown to the MMA world. And that's that UFC fighters, uh, especially those youngest and hungriest and needing of it, do not get uh, taken care of that much in the monetary department. They they can, but it takes a lot of effing work and a lot of effing fights. And you're this is just hypothetical. You find yourself sequestered at eighty five different hotel fight camps, just wandering around trying to help fight. And it's a uh, it's a tough business being an MMA fighter, like any professional athlete. It's fucking hard. It looks at least. Jake starts challenging. Hey, why am I making this money? Why isn't John Jones? John Jones starts to retweet deletes, which. How controversial of a subject have we arrived on if John Jones was like, you know, I think I took it too far. I should probably delete this tweet. That's a mm. shocking change. So that's my favorite part that this has developed into, which is a YouTube star turning real financial heel on mm. the UFC and Dana White while he has their attention. And it wasn't an accident. He was in attendance and it won't be an accident well, for the moving forward kind of an interesting thing we call this in pro wrestling when a heel turns baby face so this is a face turn is what we're calling this one and who better to push it to dana white than another kind of rich white dude so sure maybe that's who you need to send to defeat the beast and or at least make the beast acknowledge the fact maybe these guys aren't getting paid that well because when dana white went in that post presser after ufc 261 he said I create legitimate fights. True. I don't want any business with that kid. But the one thing I did find in context was that Dana White applauded him and said, you know what? He's making a buck and he's getting his name out there and he's making some dollars. He also poo-pooed on the idea that that thing sold 1.3 million pay-per-view buys. But yet the next day, someone, either on his staff or, unlikely, the Paul brother himself, was talking about the fact that Dana White was wrong in terms of trying to bet on him, reneging on that bet, talking about the fact that Freddie Roach and the UFC Performance Center was behind him and giving them some shit about Ariel Hawani, while at the same time saying, why am I making more money than all of your fighters, with the exception of Khabib and Connor, many of your champions, and then putting in a plug for Jones versus Nagano. So... That got weird real quick, and it begs the question, do we have to like him now? Because we got that question a lot, and I still feel this. We like Dana White, but we also understand he does douchebag things. However, Ouch. this kid, who is mostly a douchebag, says something that rings a little true to the point where people go, I don't like him, but, you know, these are straight facts. So anyway, that's our little notation on that. Gabe, you can't comment it, and we're going to bring you back into the conversation to talk fights. Unmuted. So let's get to it. There. <laughs> and Gabe has kept his job for the most part. Here's what we're going to talk about. I want to get to this point, which is, how did you feel? Did you react the exact same way the response camera did when we saw either Thug rose with a brilliant head kick or Usman knocking the shit out of street Jesus. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it, it was, I should have just been sitting next to Joe. We had exactly the same response. I was just like, Oh 
shit. Yeah. It was that that head kick was beautiful. And then just that that right hand, he like used his left hand to pull down his arm, opened it up and was like, What? Oh yeah, both of those shots. I was just like, damn. So, I mean, I picked Rose to lose, but I really wanted her to win. So I was like, I was happy. I just I didn't I knew she had it in her. I just didn't know if it was going to happen this time, you know? And Can you tell happened, me a was... little bit about the switch, though? Because she switched her stances. So one thing that I think people were observing was that she was able to not only switch her stance, but, like, look like she was almost going to go low and then come out with this beautifully, wonderfully timed head kick. Yeah, so she, she picked up her leg and... um yeah, her opponent was uh she she leaned back like she moved her she does you know getting kicked in like the calf or the quad that hurts a lot so the best way even when you check it it still hurts you a bit unless you land like right on the knee so like the the best way to avoid a calf kick altogether is just to move your leg out of the way and essentially that's what she did. However, the problem was Rose didn't throw a calf kick. She threw a head kick, and her face was completely open. So it just it was it was perfect. She totally got faked out completely. She she read the wrong play, and uh, Rose capitalized extremely well on it. Just foot to face, it was beautiful. All right, but when Rong Zhu got robbed by a horseshit judge's decision, <laughs> what was your reaction? See, I was hey, like, no. yeah. Yes, wow. I was so pissed. I was like, "Rock Zoo." <laughs> no, he, he, that one. That one was. Uh, that one was pretty. Uh, I, I I like that fight though. Um, he he was cracking. Can I say this though, Kevin? You see that knockout from Thug Rose, and it does make you go. Listen, I'm not trying to get into this bullshit. We'll address your YouTube comments at a later date, but we really do need to give you acknowledgement that kick was pretty good. Um, it was disappointing bringing the championship back to Colorado. Yep, yep, because that's where she's from, according we to we're from statewide. Oh, okay. Got it. She's mm-hmm. here. I'm here, and together, title. Got it. I was very confused about her. She did a lot of the work. I mean, I admit that. Like, she did a lion's share of the work, but Colorado's (laughs) very proud of her. But let me just say this. The booing for Shane Wheelie. I was saying this on the Fight Companion that we did live, which was I was very sad to see she was getting booed because I don't really think she's done anything to merit it. But Florida, gonna Florida. Yeah. She's from China, communists. They defeated us in World War II, made us get into Vietnam. Can't have that, boo. The one thing that made me a little concerned, and we talked a little bit about the face turn, a.k.a. baby faces, turning bad guys kind of a thing. But I thought, you know, she's really not given any reason for people to boo her. And then when she got knocked out and was contesting, like, I didn't get knocked out. What the fuck are you talking about? I was still in this fight. I go, oh, no. She's kind of giving them a reason, and she's out of it. I feel like this is even sadder, because now they're just like, ha-ha, you lost. Fuck you for being an athlete. So that was very strange to watch happen in a short amount of time. Kevin, Thug Rose, Mm -hmm. where would you like to see her go next? Because 
she seems pretty content on being like, you know, I'm going to hang back and see what's going on in these other divisions. I'm always down, but Shevchenko's bored. Really <laughs> bored. Like, extra bored. She looks, she's firing an M14 in her upbuild video. And yeah. they're like, are you nervous about this fight? She's like, no, not really. And she <laughs> meant it, Raph. You could see it in her eyes. Like, it was a type of confidence where it's like, I do not believe she is worried about this fight. She needs a challenge. Thug Rose is really popular. Why not do the fight that you're doing? Do what you're doing in the guys' divisions, but do it with champions. I mean, this is, we didn't really care about Israel Adesanya trying to get up to Jan Blankowitz, but it was fun. This would be fun. Get him a payday. Get him a big money fight because clearly people are booing the champion. They like Thug oh, Rose so much. Yeah, I'm going to go back to you. A lot of prep. Do it. Make that fight happen. Do it a monster fight or see if Shevchenko and um, the Lion S can come to some sort of weight agreement. Gabe, is that that even on the. I'll I'll fill you in on this. They're talking about the rematch. Are they? And they were talking about that as a rematch because, you know, Valentina and Nunes, they were like, would you be interested? And she goes, yes, but I'm just going to let that happen. I am just going to be a champion. I'm very happy right now. Valentina was great behind the scenes uh, when they did the post presser. Gabe, can I ask you this? When you go in yeah. with a game plan, and let's say it's either practice or it's a fight, and you've got this thing that you feel like, you know, I'm pretty good at this. And then the other person tends to be like pretty good at it too. What happens in your brain? Because this was advertised as saying, well, Valentina's probably not going to try and wrestle Jessica. She's probably just going to try and stand in bed. Oh, she's wrestling her. Oh, she's on her ninth takedown in three minutes. Yeah. Okay. That seems fun. That that was super unexpected. I didn't expect her to. She was like so much stronger than, than Andrade. I was like, what the hell? I'd like, she just. Because, I mean, yeah, her striking's, like, beautiful. And then she just comes out and looks like a super grappler. Yeah. I mean, it's always, like, <laughs> if you're going in there and you're like, oh, man, this guy can't grapple with me and I'm going to grapple him, I'm going to grapple his ass off. And then you start grappling and he's, like, fucking you up. You're like, oh, <laughs> well, okay. Um, I mean, that's game, – game, game plans are, are meant to be uh, – the, they're, they're kind of more <laughs> – they're not they're not super concrete and solid you know they're they're they're, if you go out there and and are going like in anything and are stuck to a game plan like this is what's going to happen then then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure because i mean stuff never happens the way you want it to happen the game plan's got to be if you do have a game plan it's got to be something like super 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 general and flexible Um, here's a good reason why you bring this up and i'm going to take this over to kevin Kevin, ask mm. me what Valentina's game plan that she described to press row after UFC 261 was. What did she tell the illustrious journalistic crew at the presser? She said, my game plan was to go out there and dominate. Solid. And they said, oh, wait, <laughs> like, that was the game plan? She goes... Did not have game plan, just go out there and dominate her, which I did. And all I could think of was, I was like, dude, 
I can't even grapple without thinking of 49 moves that I should at least try to do. For her to just go, I'm just going to go out there and beat the shit out of her and do it dominantly. And then when she was asked specifics, I was like, damn, girl. Yeah, I I feel like practices are a little different. You know, like you can go into practice and be like, I really, you know, I'm going to sharpen up my jab today or I'm going to try to get as many Kimuras as I can. That's that's what, and then like when you can't get the Kimura, you're like, oh shit. Well, I'm gonna try again because then it forces you to get better at the stuff that you know you're working on. But for like a fight, if you're going in there, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna end with a rear naked choke. You know, it's like, well, now you're. You have to be you have to be opportun, opportunistic and and capitalize on on openings. And so if you're super zoned in on one thing, you don't allow your mind to see everything else. You know. So yeah, going out there and going, I'm gonna dominate is a pretty solid game plan. I mean, like, my coach just says, have fun and fight. And I'm like, but I know how to do that. And he's like, yes, you do. <laughs> That's what the game plan usually is. Just go out there and fight. You know? You're Because, hey, I mean, the only way, the only way, like, I, I don't want to go out there and then, like, because sometimes you have, like, that failure to launch and you, like, mm-hmm. just don't throw and, and you handcuff yourself. Uh so, so that's always the plan. My my coach is always like, no bad, um, are all bad intentions, no feelers, just let them go. And I'm like, all right, bet. And then fucking, I love that. <laughs> we just walk out there, and it's time to it's time to fight. Well, now that we've talked about those two fights, we should give some attention to the main event. Kevin, can you give us your description of how the main event transgressed? Yeah. Wrong zoo got wrongfully judged. No, it's not. Oh, I'm sorry. Sabatini is a fucking nightmare. Uh, Allen's a stud. Which main event? Was there a. We're talking about Usman and Masvidal. There was an ankle lock. No, it was an ankle. I'm sorry. Oh, that was badass. Um, Did you notice? And first of all, do you fall more in love? I'm going to skip. You asked about the fight. Don't don't yeah. skip ahead, Kevin. Don't skip ahead to how Masvidal was like, this is my 50th professional fight and stop and think, mm. holy shit, 50 professional fights. Your YouTube comments make more sense now. It is <laughs> stunning what Usman's doing, which is evolving. This was not a wrestling battle. This was not no. a control battle. This was a fucking beatdown among someone who you don't want to get in that fight with. Masvidal starred on Kimbo Slice's Backyard Fight Series. That's yeah. where we found out about him. It's him and the Diaz brothers just fighting in their backyard. And to see what Usman did and then to hear Usman's call out after he just punches the shit out of Masvidal. I got a little scared. I loved it. I was in. Usman with the just an outright shaming of his division. It was aggressive <laughs> and it was direct. Gabe, when did you know things were not going to go well for Masvidal? Uh, when the bell rang, <laughs> I knew, <laughs> I knew, I knew, I knew. I, I just, I didn't see him winning. I, I did not see him winning the fight. A lot of people were like, "Oh, he took the fight on like short notice last time, and this and that, and none of that." But I didn't expect him to get knocked the fuck out like that. That's for sure. But um, I, I, I didn't see him winning like at all. At all. I mean, that's why he was such, you know, such an underdog on the the gambling route. Um, Minus 400. Did you, as a member of the division, did you feel insulted by the Usman comments? Um, 
nah. Here's, right. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I mean, he's locked eyes with me, but he really has no idea who I am, and that's fine because he'll know eventually. I'll, I'll, you know, it, it'll happen. So it, it's all good. Can Talk I tell me. you something I uttered Saturday night? I said this out loud. I was drunk, admittedly, but I said this out loud. Raph, do you want to preview what it was? Kevin, what were you talking about? What did you say out loud? <laughs> I uttered, Gabe Green could have put up a better fight than that. I scream it. I'm in your corner. I'm ready to hype you. I was like, I'm ready for Abs McGee to get out there with some attitude. Love me some Masvidal, but it was brutal. It was a beatdown. Funny every time, every time Masvidal fight Masvidal fights, people hit me up. They're like, "You're fighting this week." I'm like, "No, nah, dude, we we look different, you know. Like we both have beard, and we both we both braid our hair sometimes. But my man's is like a lot lighter than me. <laughs> I'm and, glad that's the difference you point out too. And older, when you're like, <laughs> is worth knowing. <laughs> Yeah. When you point out the differences between you and him, you just gave us and described the difference between two Street Fighter players going up against each other. It's like Ryu with a different colored gi and saying, we're different. I would tell you this. (laughs) I think there is enough noticeable differences between you and him. It's just, to me, watching him go up there, it was like, dude, I don't really dislike you all that much, Masvidal. I just don't see you winning. And then, to you know, that night I was thinking, look at his jabs. Like, look at the way that Usman jabs. And then even in the finish, I was like, shit, dude. That was one of those. That dude wound up, took the soul out of Masvidal. No resurrections kind of moment. And I said, mm. it was like, bow. <sighs> He's like, I, like, it was one of those moments, like in fight night when you're playing the video game and then like the the cameras flash like, psh, 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 and the spit's all coming off the guy's head and the sweat. It was, it was beautiful. You notice, I, you notice, I do want to say this. Masvidal's not the type of person that gets called out much. Like there's no reality YouTube stars being like, I'll fight him and pointing at it. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm good. I'll take a pass. 50th <laughs> fight. The dude's been at this maybe maybe past the normal expiration date, but I did enjoy his he doesn't he's not a bullshitter. You can tell he's quite clearly that's what he's thinking. He's like, "Yeah, I got fucked up. Didn't see some of that power coming. Really trained to wrestle." And it was that like he was saying it like in hindsight, maybe I should have struck more. But not in the same league. Masvidal continues to fight, though, because he immediately called out Conor McGregor, and that's how you do it. That's a veteran move. Well, that seems like the right play. However, Conor McGregor was also saying that he could beat Usman. In fact, Conor McGregor was saying that Usman, Usman was, in was on taking that. up, but he was saying that he's taking a page out of Conor's book. Like, he was trying to say that that was copyright infringement from Usman. Being and, good at MMA fighting? Uh, just... Knocking people out. Gabe's in the more trouble than any of us on this podcast if Connor starts uh, <laughs> copywriting winning in the octagon. Right. <laughs> I, I can tell you two things that have happened in a very short amount of time. Uh, number one, Masvidal has been interviewed by Errol Hawani. Some of the snippets are just coming out now. You guys may have already seen these and heard them. Let's just give you a summarization of what they're saying. 9-11 was uh, an inside job. 
Bush was no, a gay no, alien. Unfortunately not. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> On this go round, he is saying that he is not against fighting Nick Diaz because of what he did to his brother. And there mm-hmm. seems to be a little bit of a Nick Diaz uh, parade that's happening right now because they talked about uh, Kazmat as potentially being the person who fights Diaz when Dana White was pressed for something. Because Dana White was apparently going to meet with uh, Diaz after the post-presser and somebody threw out Kazmat, which felt like it was fed to them. And he just goes, yeah, I'm not against that. I mean, that could happen, which is usually Dana speak for, yeah, that's the one we're working on. Shut up. But when that happened, all I could think of was Kazmat and Diaz sounds to me like Dana saying to Kazmat, yo, get rid of this fool. I'm so tired of dealing with the Diaz brothers. But I'll ask you this, Gabe. Do either of those excite you or is there a better Diaz alternate that we're not thinking about? Mm. Yeah, no, I'm really not excited about about either of those. I mean, I'd like I, I'd I'd like for for both the Diaz, but I'd like to fight one of them. Shit, um, Attaboy. boy. I'm not super excited about those. Uh, yeah, I'd be super down to fight Nick Grenade though. Well, unfortunately, they're a package deal. So you fight one, you're gonna have to fight the other one right after. In fact, they might alternate rounds. Do you have an older brother? I'm super down to do that. I do have a brother, but um, I, I think I got this on my own. My brother doesn't really know how to fight. It's funny. He, you know what's funny? This hmm. guy the other day, my brother hits me up and was like, I could totally take you down. No. I'm like, oh. can, can you hit a takedown on me? He's my older brother, right? So I'm the little brother. He's got He's four years older than me. He's like, yeah, I can totally get a takedown on you. I'm like, like how? <laughs> like, what do you, you never trained a day in your life. He's like, no, I got it. I was like, he's like, I bet you I can. I was like, well, how much money do you want to give me? What's what's the bet? And he's like, a hundred dollars. And I'm like, well, it sounds you're not like you're very um, like you're not you're you're not very uh, like like no confidence in that bet. Yeah, that's not enough. That's not enough favoring. A hundred bucks? That's nothing. Come on, man. Let's go. He's like a he's a nurse. I'm like, you got a lot of money. Throw some money on the table. Pay me, bro. And he's just like, nah, I could do this easy. After I was like, okay, whatever you say. And then my cousin was right there, and I was like, stop, stop my brother. He's, he's, he's delusional. And then, I've uh, never been like, more interested in a side story that has ever been put on this show. Because this is foolish enough that we could make happen. I don't know your brother. I'm fascinated by this. But... Is he going off of old intel? Like, did he ever used to beat you up when you were a kid? And is thinking, like, well, he's probably oh, still no. a older sibling confidence is what we call this. That that that's it entirely. I think in his head, he still thinks he can beat me up. Like, it's I don't understand it. Like, he sees me fight and he's like, oh, that's cool. But he still sees like, cause he's uh he's four years older than me and he used to just like beat me up a lot when I was older kids. And I think he still sees that in his head. So when I go beat up someone, he's like, oh, man, I could beat up that guy, too. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But I was like, dude, really? I was like, you know, like, when it comes to me wrestling, like, it takes guys that are really good at wrestling, you know, like, to to take take me down. Guys have been training kind of their whole life. I hope Rap mentions to Richard Leroy what your brother said about him, if he's in the gabbing business, because that's a direct shot. 
I didn't. I was surprised, frankly, what he was saying. I would tell you this, and I haven't talked with Kev or Verbal Tap Legal about this, but I almost feel like the show would sponsor that hundred dollars in <laughs> backyard style. It has to be backyard style, footage. and yep. I want written permission from where, the place where your brother is a nurse that they can live without him for two to three weeks. <laughs> because. <laughs> Just the attempt of him trying to take you down, he is going to injure himself. I can yeah. imagine. That's, You're going to be laughing uncontrollably. That's, that's not going to help. That's what I, I was trying to explain. I was like, bro, like, I mean, even if you even if you got in on a shot, like, I mean, how, how long am I giving you to take me down? I was like, you don't, you like, he doesn't even exercise really no more. I'm like, you're just, your heart might explode, man. It's it's, it's tiring to wrestle. You don't, you don't. He used to be. I mean. He played college football and stuff. He's super, super wait, athletic guy. Wait, 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 wait. Raph, there's a lot more evidence that's entered in since our last conversation. <laughs> he played college football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What like, position? I mean, he, he, was, he, was a, he was a very athletic, uh, very athletic dude. He doesn't really, you know, work out too much anymore, but. What can I, what position? This is important in my, whose side am I on? <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, you're going to switch sides. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. We're just exploring. I just want to know, was he a linebacker? Um, in college, in college, he was a running back. And then he went mm. overseas and played in Germany, um, like you know, American football out there. And over there, he was a linebacker. Oh, Raph. I, I'm not sure now. I don't know. This is interesting. That's this a different a skill set. Mm-hmm. They can tackle. He can tackle. I, well, that does sound like it was maybe a few years ago, so I'm not saying he won't get injured. Those two things can be true at the same time. I need well, more well, time, Raph. I'm not ready. Kev, can I yell at Gabe? Do I have permission to go hospital <laughs> about, on the way About here? something this awesome? I, sure. Yeah, here's why I'm yelling at you, Gabe. The reason why I'm yelling at you is you buried every part of he's an athlete, too. Now, I understand you said he doesn't really work out all that much anymore. I don't know if you've ever yeah. kind of like even rolled with white belts who were former football players. But sometimes the things that they don't know, they just kind of go, I'll figure it out on the fly because big. So it's not to demean <laughs> you as a fighter. It's just the intel that you gave us was only a portion of the intel. He's never trained. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Like here, here's the thing. I've gone with guys that are really strong white belts, and they're you know like they get shut down because they don't know I, what they're doing. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. I'm pretty sure. I mean, he he may attempt to grab my legs. However, I will sprawl or like I'll like push his head down, and then he'll keep on fighting and do some really awkward stuff. However, I will not be taken down. This is my I favorite conversation. You. I'm glad we've completely uh, yeah. gone past UFC 262. It was fun. We covered the high notes. I mentioned wrong. <laughs> this has been so much more fun. How would we have ever known this was going to be the thing that was going to set us off? It was just, you know, Masvidal, that knockout was great. Oh, this card should have been better. You know, that's the approach we're taking. And then all of a sudden we get on this landmine that is, why is your brother trying to bet 100 bucks to do it? And I like the fact this is the one thing I'll also yell at you about in this regard, which is not only did you clown him by saying it's not going to happen, but then you tried to pump him for more money because you're like, yo, I can't get my beak wet for a hundred bucks, fam. Like 
That's not even a good thing. You were so confident. You were like, what a good chance to steal money from my brother. (laughs) (laughs) It's the the provoke of, you know, you make pretty good money, man. You should be putting more than 100 bucks. Sounds like you're not confident. I think I don't get out of bed to do this bet. You're trying to injure him. You're hoping he loses an an ACL in this. I could hear it. I, I, I was... I was more so just, just that. That's all it was. I was like, how confident is this man? How confident is this man? Oh, it was like, a how, gauge how, for you? I like it. Like, how how, how much do you, like, I want to know how much in his head does he really think he's got this? Because I know we're, we're probably never going to wrestle. Like, I don't think it's ever going to happen. But I just wanted to know, like, where he was at, you know? Maybe he thinks know. he can Jalen Turner you. Yeah, I went there. <laughs> yeah, I went there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's what I will tell you. Yes, that's interesting. I had to yes, go way back yeah. to find a loss, Raph. To find oh, like I a know, real yeah. loss, not like a decision. I had to really go far back in Gabe's record. I had to scroll. Here's the good news, Kevin. Uh, Gabe is never far enough from you. And I'm sure that if his brother does not take up the bet, he's going to be like, so I guess I'm just going to have to replace him with Kevin. I think that's the new bet. <laughs> Winner covers and the Mike- loser's surgery. Bet's on. Let's do this. <laughs> So, having said all of that, Gabe, we should probably circle back. Verbal Tap Legal will expend all. Wait, no, no services too good to not pay for. That's the right phraseology. Let's return back to the the fights, though. I want to bring up just the two things that we didn't even really get to talk about because that they're so lock? ridiculous. The ankle lock, I do want to talk about, but more than that, do you believe in fight karma? Do you believe? Oh, the, man, that was. See, no, fight karma is not a. I, that that that's not a thing. Because I mean, unless unless <laughs> Weidman did it to like was intentionally <laughs> trying to pass Silva's leg, you know, like you check the kick and you think, okay, I just checked the kick, you know, trying to save your own leg. You're not going, all right, I'm gonna check this kick so beautifully that his leg snaps in half. Um, if that was the thought in his head when he did it to Anderson Silva, then, then I'm like, okay, I understand what happened to you now. Um, but no, nah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he just went to, you know, that, that was my like, favorite when, when, preface of any like, hot take I'm ever. Like, that was good. It was, <laughs> it was fight. Karma is not a thing unless, <laughs> unless, and then you've proceeded to lay out a very clear argument for why fight. Karma might be a thing, but does it well, terrify? Does that terrify you? Where is that on the fighter fear rankings? Because for me, it's right up there with you're going to die in the cage. It's like one, two. I'm not sure a quick death is less favorable necessarily. That's that's number one, right? Can we all agree on that? I'll ask um, the UFC fighter first. You know what? The, the thoughts of death never really pop into my head. Right? Um, You're gonna be. This isn't Apollo. This isn't Rocky. You're gonna be fine. But the ankle thing. You know, they they legitimately in the contract like make a sign like you know like if anything happens to us like it's not their call or whatever. It's like you know like I take full uh, acceptance of whatever happens to me and your happens. Um, However, I mean, I, I usually go like, all right, you know, I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna fight. It's gonna be cool. I'm gonna have fun. You're gonna have fun. We're gonna do this. Uh. Yeah, you know, I think it was, I think, was it Derek Lewis? I think he, he tweeted, uh, I'm never going to throw a leg kick again. And that, that had me dying. Because, I mean, it's something that is very possible of happening. 
and, and you, you really don't think about it when you're going out there. You're like, oh, I'm going to throw this leg kick, and I'm going to hurt his leg. And, and you don't really think at all that you're going to try to put your leg back down, and you're going to put your leg down, but instead your ankle is going to be flat on the floor, and you're touching it like the middle of your shin with the ground, and, and it looks ugly. That's just yeah. it's scary. Raph, fight yes. karma is a real mm. thing. Your thoughts? Okay. Part of the reason why I brought that up is because, number one, Ben Askren said that he didn't believe in fight karma. But the thing <laughs> that happened to Jorge Masvidal, ellipsis. I would tell you this, which is, first of all, Ben Askren, the ball's on you to look at what happened to Jorge Masvidal and compare that to your situation and say, same! Yeah, that hurts. No, no. You got knocked out by a YouTuber. I'm not doing that this Not a week. D1 wrestling champion. Like, a <laughs> lifelong mix. One of the most dominant champions in the division ever. It's like, we're the same, right? It's like, yeah, if John Oliver beats me up on the street, no. We aren't the same. My guy. Which I keep trying to make happen, no matter how much you hate me for it. I'm like, John Oliver, just go sucker punch Kevin. I got to fight with uh, Seth Meyer and really kicked his ass. Because, you know, same lead. Gabe, the reason I, I kind of talk a little bit about this element of karma or PTSD in my case is because many years ago, when I was a legitimate person, and Kevin, what's the word the UFC has used to refer to me as? Unprofessional. <laughs> Thank you. When <laughs> I was a professional. Unprofessional behavior is specifically <laughs> what they said. When I was there, I was reporting on that one live. And I was in the audience for Silva and Weidman too. And the noise it made sounded like bamboo snapping. It sounded like a baseball bat cracking so that when I was watching it live on the fight companion and I started talking about that experience of seeing it and then putting it together that, oh, my God, Weidman's the key. Finkel. Oh, my God. What's happening here? And Raph was staring at his asshole and his big toe at the same time. And that's not good. (laughs) And the comments that I got in the chat were. Raph, are you okay? I think you are experiencing PTSD. And I'm like, you weren't there. You didn't hear that. It echoed through the MGM Grand Arena. And all of us in press row looked at each other like, what the fuck do we do now? That's the end of the night. This is the fucking worst thing in the world. So I I definitely had that going through my brain. Here's some good news. Surgery seems to have gone pretty well for uh, Chris Weidman. He mentioned that they were almost going to have to put a catheter in him if he wasn't able to go <laughs> piss on his own. And he said he willed himself to go piss. Were so, you like he, me? And it was like, could you tone back the details? Gabe, what are, <laughs> this is a warning. It's like, we definitely want to hear. We want to hear that you're doing well, for sure. But it's not like, ah, got the angry nurse for the night shift. Hopefully it's yellow jello. Like Maybe just like tone back some of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's little extra information that that I mean, I, I didn't necessarily need to need to hear, but I mean, hey, <laughs> at least he's talking, you know, he's he's, he's cool. That, that's good to know that he's happy for that he's in good spirits at least, you know. He's can old. He's ask, brittle. Go ahead, ref. <laughs> can we ask an honest question here, Gabe? Which is, Silva made a miraculous comeback due to things, maybe. 
steroids. We don't Shut know. Shut up. That was his, his awesome gym is what brought Anderson He's Silva normal. Back. Leave him alone. What I will ask you, though, here is Weidman doesn't really strike me as the person who would do that sort of a thing if he had the opportunity to. Are we good with saying, Chris, you're done, man. Like, we're good here. And do you think that that's what's going to happen? Because I am very nervous it will not. Um, I mean, I that, if I was him, I feel like that'd be the smart move, you know, just to be like, all right, you know, I, I had a, I mean, it's tough. You know, I, 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 I would, I, as a fighter, wouldn't want to go out like that. I definitely wouldn't want that to be my last fight. Um, however, I believe it would be the smart thing for him to just kind of just kind of pull out from there. It's not really, you know, end it, end the career. That's not the American way pulling out. (laughs) We like to extend this. He's got the American (laughs) flag on his back. I think we're all in accordance. It'll be interesting if it's even an option because he has not been the healthiest as he's aged, which I get. Did I lose everybody? He's he's like 30 something. 38. At least that's, that's what, you know, 38. How long did it take for Anderson Silva to come back and actually compete? It was like 36. Was like, I'm sorry, he's like, 36. It was like a year and some change, you know? Like, yeah. And I'll mention this again maybe questionably steroids, but we can't prove that. And we won't prove that. Okay, here's my I... pitch, Raph. We just mm. need to make the steroids, we need to put a little American flag on them, sell them to no. his camp. <laughs> the and he's going to be like, this is for America. And I'm, if you're over 30, you should be allowed to use steroids for health purposes. I'm, I'm in on that. HDH me up to fix a neck injury. It won't help me against uh, people under 30 anyway. Here's what you should know. The Anderson Silva defense was that it was dick pills and that, yes, it was a sexual enhancement drug that he was, was taking Jones. after a trip to Thailand. So... Oh, well, that checks out. Thailand's awesome. You know, mm. you got to get sexed up for that. So I, yep, I retract absolutely. my previous judgment. Good on him. <laughs> and just to let you know that recovery for Anderson Silva was essentially just over a year, like maybe about 13 months. And that's when he got the fight with Nick Diaz that became overturned because that was when he tested positive for some steroids that I can't I, really pronounce. I want to hot take this because it's ridiculous yeah, we it. haven't mentioned Uriah Hall. Because when yeah. this fight happened, I immediately then showed someone the Adam Silla kick. Mm-hmm. And it was, maybe it's him. And Uriah Hall would have been 100% better than anyone that was in the Mortal Kombat movie, which we will get to in a separate episode. Yeah, disappointing. Holy shit, did that movie suck. Thank you. But... I, and I watched every minute of it, and we'll watch it four to seven times. It's as Same. bad as the sequel. It's the first one. Liu Kang is so disappointing in this. Millennial Liu Kang was yeah. the worst. It's like, well, Liu Kang was going to be here to fight, but he's at a slam poetry event, so I guess we're going to have to go without him. <laughs> Unbefucking-leavably terrible. Anyway, if Zhang would have been a better Liu Kang... Anyone, anyone in the UFC, there were so many fighters. Jessica Andrade was rocking way better biceps than our Liu Kang. It was brutal. 
Hashtag not my Luke Kang. I would <laughs> not my Luke Kang. So, Gabe, yes, we've talked about those things, but we also didn't talk about the other leg injury that happened that was. I the mean, we, we witnessed a lot in a short amount of time. Somehow, with yep. three championship fights, which go five rounds, we still had a main event that we were kind of looking at each other like at 8.50 West Coast time thinking, oh, this is the time it's supposed to go on. Oh, fuck, it worked. Nice. But please talk to me about what you saw from Anthony Smith and Jimmy Crute. That was, I mean... Beautiful placement of that, like calf kick, pamch that that little nerve back there, man. That's the that's that's you know, that's the scary part of the whole knee check thing. That's what you're aiming for. You're aiming for that little thing that shuts down your leg and makes you not able to walk anymore. And uh, sometimes mode. the guy just turns their knee out a little bit, and then all of a sudden your knee your leg snaps in half. So like, just high risk, high reward. And uh, luckily for Smith, it was all reward. It was. It was. And I want to point this out, too. Kev, I work with some nurses right now. And um, one of them was asking, hey, Raph, what happened during the fights this weekend? And you know, that's an immediate invitation for me to go, are we going to talk UFC? Because I am okay doing that on company time. And I said, oh, there was a really bad thing that happened to Weidman's leg. And I go, let me get you a photo. And one of the nurses, I shit you not, said, hmm, photo, where's the video? And I go, well, you know, they're usually behind protected paywalls. And she goes, I've already got it on my cell phone. It's fine. But I like the fact that the other nurse who hadn't seen it goes, oh, I don't want to watch that. That looks really bad. Oh, God, but play it again. And I go, <laughs> this is how far the sport has come. These very nice female nurses who have nothing to do with our sport are obsessed with these freak accidents. And after they saw the Weidman one, I go, well, if you like that one, I got another one for you. And they go, as someone, there were two that happened married to a nurse. They do like staring at disgusting shit. It's way different. They just have a different (laughs) threshold for broken bones, (laughs) bodily fluids. So so Kev, were there any other fights that you wanted to give shout outs to? Because I know there was one that you texted me about that we didn't really talk about, but I think you should give some props to. Oh my God. Did I text you? It was Sabatini's Savage. Well, you have skated past it every time I've talked about Alan's badass. That fucking heel lock, that ankle lock, I guess, because they were, he called it a heel hook. Sabatini's top game, he's an East Coaster. That shit was impressive. Mm -hmm. His transitions, I'll, I'll ask Gabe, but I thought Sabatini looked like a fucking beast. Um, you know what? I, I missed that one. I was helping my guys uh, get ready for his shit. So we we started watching the fight card pretty pretty late. So I haven't even I didn't even see it. I'll I'm gonna tell that you, man. excuse, but damn. Yeah, I'll tell you this, Gabe. Go watch that, and definitely go watch a little bit later that uh, straight ankle like submission that happened. It was it was heel hook ish. But the bend on it was beautiful. The finish and the execution on it was great to the point where Carl Robertson was saying, I guess in transition, he goes, yeah, I thought I was going to attack his leg. And then, oops, shit. Fuck. Yeah, so I, I, it was thought, pretty good. I, thought, 
I saw a video of that. And, uh, yeah, he, like, reached the knee and just kind of left his ankle out there. And I was like, oh, yeah, you got to you gotta hide that one. Good good attempt, though. That was a uh, – It was fun for – right That's the thing, though, with ankles, too. Any ankle lock, it goes from, like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, and then, like, every ligament's ripped in your knee. So, like, you can't stall out for the – like 10 seconds like oh it's okay 10 seconds 10 seconds it's like two seconds before your knee explodes so you kind of just have to tap it was purple belt crack on full display Mm. it was every like mistake (laughs) a purple belt makes everything we know about leg locks but sabatini's um because conley's good the canadian the angry canadian punching him but sabatini's grappling's on a different level I was expecting yeah. them to be like, he's a Danaher guy at some point, just watching the transitions on the back. I assume he's part of that, some some various part <laughs> of that network. But that was, I te- I texted Raph, Saba, goddamn teeny. Yeah, the, those it. transitions were great. His body triangle was superb. And to his credit, Connolly was doing some decent things to get out of it, but it was, it was really hard to get out of that position. And it's always I fun think... to hear what the announcers are going to try and come up with to explain mm-hmm. what a body lock feels like for the nine mm-hmm. millionth time. And mm-hmm. every time I don't feel satisfied by it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I want them to give you a suggestion. It's like, well, if you're curious how that feels, just take uh, one of those punching bag machines, rewire it so it punches you, and let it hit you in the stomach. You're and let's gonna... be clear. Don't ever take anything DC says about a body triangle at all, because I find it hard to believe he has ever been body triangle. I actually ever. would like to talk to some of his <laughs> training partners and be like, who's got mm-hmm. the legs to body lock DC? <laughs> It's just, it's not a real thing. Who's got the legs and the courage to try and get yourself around that? Because at a certain point, if their girth reaches an element, all three people on this pod can tell you it is no longer a helpful position. You're now just breaking your own ankle. That's rough. But luckily, big people, you can put your feet in their hips and just... uh... There are ways to get around it. Yeah. Well, Gabe... Do you want to know some results? How are you feeling about how you did, sir? Um, I think I lost, but I'm, I'm not sure. What, 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 what did it come down to? Well, we will reveal that, but before we get there, why do you feel that you lost? Because you don't know that for sure. I don't. I just, like, I, looked, I was looking at the results right now of everything, mm-hmm. and I was like, huh, huh. Yeah, I was like, oh, I picked that guy. He lost. I think that guy that guy lost too. So I'm just like, yeah, I I, I think I lost. <laughs> but didn't you pick the same as Kevin on a number of fights? So do you feel like you picked enough on the right ones with him and broke away on a couple of the ones that you kind of needed to to get the win on this one? Objection, Your Honor, leading the witness. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. It's fine. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. If, if I did, I'd be surprised. Uh oh. Well. Kevin, do you have some results to tell us? I've never, Raph and I don't coordinate with this before, because if you're a fan of the show, I don't trust him. We've been friends for a long time. We've been in the show for nine years. And around four years ago, I felt like he was shafting me. So I started a document. And wouldn't you know it, I've been winning more since. All of a sudden, a little checks and balances, a little accountability. 
really spruced up the win average. <laughs> so I'm going to go through my picks, not cookie enough, as it's labeled here, mm-hmm. versus the 2020 kid gifted Gabe Green. Um, yeah. We both selected wrong zoo, and we were mm-hmm. wrong about that, <laughs> like Matt Damon was about that zoo movie. Then yes. I selected Alan, whose straight ankle locked Robin Robertson into retirement. I selected Hall. Problem is, so did gifted Gabe Green. We both predicted that Weidman would fall apart, not in the way it ended up happening. Then I had uh, Karen Lossie. He had nah. Well, nah, 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 nah. Karen Lossie won. That was terrible. He had Doug Rose. I had Zhang Welly, and the booing got to both of us. We both made a mental lapse. I had Molina. He had Q Lang, which was QAnon's fight representative. We both had Jimmy Crute's limping ass, and I think that should be a win. We both had Shevchenko, which brings me to the topic we have not talked about yet, Raph. My Shevchenko Uzman parlay, where I took two two fighters who were minus 400, boasted them together to win, Got my stuff down to minus 175. Bet 40, 128. Feel great about that. Then I had Brown. You had Brown. Were you about to give me props, Gabe, for that pick? No, that 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 was good. That was good. Thank you. I felt great. I said wrap. So I also had it Uriah also got Hall. very sad that you stopped just because you go. Hey, are you complimenting me? Because I can stop. <laughs> <laughs> we both had Brown. I had Sekuyik. You had Dwight Grant, the winner, because I Sekuyik. You had Kevin Notvidad, and that hurts that I picked against Kevin Notvidad. <laughs> we both had Sabatini, because we're fucking geniuses, and we both had Usman for what I bring to a tie of 8-8. Eight eight. Raph, did you have something different? I actually had you winning. Oh, fuck you very much. Who'd you have? Is there any dis- discrepancies in that list? Let me go. Wrong, wrong. Oh, Robertson, that was the one. Uh, but it should, yeah, you both had Robertson, so that doesn't even count. I have you both with Hall, you with Carnalisa, Leo C. Mm-hmm. Gabe with Rose. Yeah. You with Molina. Yeah. Both of you were wrong on Crude. Yeah. Both of you were right on Shevchenko. Both yeah. of you were right on Brown. Yeah. He was right on Grant. Yes. <laughs> you were right on Dana. No, Dana lost. I thought it was uh oh, No! I can't count! Fuck you, Gabe Green! <laughs> I win! Huh. Raph is right. Wow, that really shits on my point from earlier in the podcast Thank when you. I said Raph has been out to get me for years. Damn it. This is a real cognitive dissonance moment for me. Oh, wow. huh. Well, okay. That was very, very unusual. It's actually the opposite of the Oscars. We have a climax <laughs> at the end of what our program sounds like. And are Gabe- you ready for this, though? We both had he had we were tied again in my opinion in the pick for performance and fight because we i had hall shevchenko he had shevchenko brown yeah and then we both for fight of the night i had uzman masvidal he had zang rose well uzman and zang both won performances of the night yeah nobody else did so i was like oh shit 
Gabe, tough moment. You were right, and I'm sorry for putting you through the theater. And Raf, um, maybe I was bad for all those years picking. It's possible. It's possible. So, Kevin, what does he have to do? He, he, what? Well, it was a social, he owes us a social media endorsement, Raf. And that endorsement is that I'm officially a part of the Gabe Gifted Club. <laughs> Yo, welcome to the LLC, brother. Boom. I good. would tell you this, though, Gabe. How do you feel given everything that has happened here? Are you okay with this? Do you have issue with it? Nah, I mean, it was, it was fun. It, it's all good. You got seven um, right. You would have won several other fight cards. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty competitive, and I don't like to lose. But, I mean, this, one, this wasn't too bad. So, Kevin, I guess this begs the question. We didn't know about Wait, the Wait, why wasn't it week. too bad? I'm a little <laughs> oh, offended no. by the last statement. <laughs> oh, no. well, well, here's the thing. I don't like to, I don't like to lose... In, in things that like, like if you say matter, matter I'm gonna mm-hmm. be even mad. I'm not. No, it's not gonna go it's great. Not, it's not. It's not. It's not matter. But like you know, like if you challenge me to like, I'm I'm more uh, when it comes to competition of like more physical matters. Then they 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 kind of like they just mean a little bit more to me. Unless you know, you're like, it, still Here using the word matter. Even though you tried so hard to really get around it. I'm about to scream, do you, you know, want to play some ping pong? <laughs> do you, do you... Yeah, like, honestly, yeah. If, if we played ping pong and I lost, and... all right, let's, let's make it, you know, best two out of three. But, you know, like, it, it's just, we, we just throw names out there. I mean, we're using, we're using our, our, our know-how and, and, and our MMA knowledge, and that's cool. But, Absolutely, uh, Kevin, yeah. and you should feel so much better that you have basically told Gabe Green, whose lifelong mixed martial artsness as a fighter was not good enough for your dumb bum fuckery. So, uh, first of all, I, ouch. Second of all, thank you. That was a uh, nice. That was a nice compliment. Compliment smush. It's kind of my jam. It's what I do. So, Gabe, this is what I'm going to bring up to Kevin's attention now that we have the opportunity to do so. Kevin, you didn't know last week that Gabe is using all these filters. When he does the social media post Mm -hmm. video about us, Mm -hmm. does he need to use one of those filters or does it just need to be a straight up he's talking very nicely about verbal tap and what you do? He doesn't have to do anything, but if he wanted to give me and my unborn son, we just found out the gender a gift, I think it would be that he's on a filter just like, y'all got to check out verbal tap, you know, <laughs> thought thought I could just uh, swing my way in there. But, you know, when when you you come upon someone who's a member of the gifted Gabe club, which is a tough club to get into. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to be gifted yourself. It, these types of things happen. So just uh, head on over, enjoy us. You don't even have to reference that you necessarily lost. And it's probably better. Because losing, I mean, you know, I don't want to like take away fans. 
I don't want I don't want people to be out there like I'm Team Gabe Green. Wait, he lost to some asshole on a podcast. Uh, we don't want to put it out there like Gabe Green loses because like, we know what? how competitive he is. Oh no! So this is just a simple matter of put the filter on, just pay the mm-hmm. bet, and then mm-hmm. um, and when you roll through Denver, that video of you choking me will probably make a lot more sense to people. <laughs> Kevin bet me. He bet me the brother takedown. It didn't go great. <laughs> what, what, what part of? Oh, well, Den, you're in you're in Denver, Colorado, huh? Uh, I'm my, sorry. My I'm sorry. In... Jasper, Wyoming. I'm in Paris, France. <laughs> the no, my, uh, my, my friend lives in uh, my friend lives in Colorado Springs. He's been trying to get me to go visit him forever. I don't know how far yeah. that is from Denver. Very far. Way no, further than that. No, it's shut up, Ralph. You didn't go to Colorado. There, no, no, said, no. Come to Colorado no, no. Springs. It's just a hop, skip away. We didn't train at Easton, Colorado Springs to know. go see Ethan. Shut up. No. No. It's not a drive. It's a it's a big trip. So enjoy so, that. Here's what we're gonna do, Gabe. We're going to say thank you so much for coming on. You're a blast. We've been looking forward to having you on. We were so excited to see you get a win a couple months ago in the Octagon. And we knew we wanted to bring you on to do something fun. And this has been a blast chatting with you. If people are interested and they want to follow you more, where can they find you, sir? Everything is at Gifted Gabe Green on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Instagram, only fans, everything's uh, giftedgavegreen.com. <laughs> Don't joke with your I... abs. We have some fans. They're going to be like, what? Hey, you know what? Everyone keeps on telling me to make one, and I'm like, huh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, dude, if you need to make some money off season from the UFC fight game, you do you. Just call us follow, first. We would like we to help. We can help you effort. theme it. It's like what mm-hmm. ha- with the naughty ring girl. Uh oh, <laughs> she came in. She interrupted Gabe's training time. Like, just don't do this hastily. Make sure you call professionals before you. The only in. thing I'm worried about though is seeing the amount of filters he's used and realizing like it's mostly just going to be him doing really silly only fan videos, not actual like. Oh, God, there's an audience for that. Exit. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> And we just have to write the right script. <laughs> anyway, you know, I I know there's a my friend my friend was telling me that there's some chick that he follows on Instagram and and she has an OnlyFans and apparently everyone is really pissed off because she made an OnlyFans and all she does is funny skits on it and she's still like making money but yeah she doesn't do any nude nothing. It's like her just making jokes, it w- w- like just being a goof. And there's like a lot of guys that are pissed off, obviously, because they're like, man, she's pretty. I, I want to see her naked because guys are weird. And um, that's, I guess that's all they care about. But Could, um, could you stop giving yeah, me yeah. career advice, Raph? Why haven't we started a we don't have any onlyfans.com? What are we well, doing here? One, we're man. dudes. Two, I don't know how successfully that has worked for us in the improv scene. Do you want to see so us it's... shirts off talking about the headlines? We'll be on OnlyFans. <laughs> Gabe's on tonight. You guys, really should make... you guys should make an OnlyFans. <laughs> well, thank you for the suggestion. We will definitely make sure to do that. Uh, we'll definitely hashtag it, hashtag ADCC style. Only fans is just us <laughs> doing the show, but just without shirts. <laughs> Sweaty is all good, goddamn. Yep. 
they'll see exactly how ridiculous we look as we're recording this dumb thing. I'm going to go slide eight feet to the restroom, Raph. I'll be right back. You carry the show. Excuse me. I'll just end this thing. Whew. No, we're uh, that's going to do it for verbal tap. We should have started charging you long ago. But Gabe Green's amazing. Raph, another win for me. Put it in the belt column. Thank you, by the way. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...